Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballin in one of the Sunday morning services. So relationship is under attack. So that's a series we are going to talk about. And I, I, I know it's a very interesting series as I started preparing for this sermon. And I believe God will help us to you know, you know, go further as in the down the line in the coming days. So relationship that we, we are talking about the relationship that we have as family. We are not really talking about the relationship we have with God. We are going to talk about the relationship we have as families, as individuals. So relationship, there is no doubt the relationship is under attack. So this is how I'm going to structure this series. So this is not the final one, but this is what is in my mind as of now. Today we are going to just introduce the sermon series. And uh, coming weeks, we are going to talk about God's plan for our families. Journeying together. You know, when we say this, what comes in my mind is, you know, just so old couple, 50 years married, just holding hands together and walking together. Journeying together, that's, a God, that's what is God's plan for our families. And one of the kind of attacks that we have in our relationship that we have in our families. So the third sermon is going to, we are going to talk about homosexual, what is wrong with it? And further down, sermon four, heterosexual, what is right with it? Sermon five, living together, so what? How to protect our and recover from the damages that are already caused in our families about children and about parents. Children are owned but abandoned. Parents are cared but they are neglected. You know, these are titles of the sermon. So they, they obviously, you know, most of the time, the titles are very catchy. So that anyone will, you know, tend to listen to those sermons. You know, that's how it is designed. And finally, we are going to talk about how to prevent those attacks that are coming on our way. Sermon 8 is going to be, we are going to talk about, you know, it's never too late to take some of those preventive measures so that our families will be protected. And sermon 9, we are going to talk about toxins of family relationship. Now, I, I believe this is going to be a very interesting sermon. Just uh, try to follow. If you miss a Sunday, you have the sermon available online in, in, in our YouTube channel. So just listen to these sermons. They are very interesting. They are very inf going to be very informative some of those information you know probably we don't put our head into but it is worth doing those areas because we are our children are going to grow in this nation they are going to come up in this nation because they need to be taught and they need to be guided in the right way so let's start with our first sermon today giving an introduction to this series right so the title of the series as it goes family or relationships are under attack I want to turn with you to Psalm 127. If you have your Bible, you can turn to Psalm 127, verse 1. Let's turn to Psalm 127, verse 1. Scripture says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain. Who built it? Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain now here the psalmist is writing the song of psalm of solomon he you know he, here he is writing and he's saying that if the lord is not building a house the labor is in vain we see an element the lord element in building a house setting up a family and unless the lord guards the city the watchman stays awake in vain so we see again a seal the element of god element of the lord protecting our city so this morning we are talking about families are 
under attack. Now, how the relationship comes under attack? First of all, the enemy is trying to attack our families. Families are under attack. You know, when we say under attack, it is very violently, very harmful way the families are getting affected today. You know, thank God, God has given us a good family, that we are living together as one family. Our children are with us. We are blessed in many ways. But look at the world. You know, when we take your eyes and look at the world, families are under severe attack nowadays. And this morning, what we are doing here may be an eye-opener for me and for you and me to see that our children are going to come up in this nation and we are trying to build our future in this nation, how we are going to face such challenges that are coming on our way. So the attack that is coming on families, it's so violent. You know, the great institution that God ever made on this earth is our marriage. Our marriage is the great institution that God made. And today, the marriages are under attack. Because when marriage is under attack, obviously the relationship is going to break. You know, that's what is happening in this world. You know, we all have, we are all living in a family. As a family, as a married couple, we have a responsibility. The main responsibility, God-given responsibility, is to bring our children up. Bring our children up in a godly way. No, we don't want our children to go into the world in the worldly way. But we are all want, we all want our children to come up in a godly way. And family is also very, very important. You know, if families are not existing, church is not existing. If families are not existing, society is not existing. If families are not coming together, there is no community, there is division. If families are not coming together, there is no nation. So if we see family, the element of family being there, such a crucial element that is needed for us to live together on this earth. And this morning, I just want to highlight there are, there are three different enemies. We are not going to talk anything in detail, but just, a, you know, just an overview. There are three different enemies that are working against Christian families today. It's nothing new, it's all of us, we know about it. Number one, the current world system. The current world system that we are living in. Number two is our flesh, our own flesh. Number three, Satan himself. There are three enemies of any Christian family that are attacking us. Number one, the current world system. And number two is our flesh. And number three is Satan himself. And how do we know? We know that by looking at what is happening around us, by studying the word of God. John chapter 10 verse 10 says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. The reason why Satan existing today is to destroy that's the reason God has allowed him a time, a time frame for his existence. He cannot remain forever. He cannot remain in the eternity. Probably he'll be there in the eternal hell, but not in the heaven. The reason why devil is existing today, the purpose for which devil is existing, his purpose, if you ask the devil, what is the purpose of your existence? He'll say exactly, he'll quote John 10.10. 10. The first half of John 10, then I dare he will not, you know, dare to say is the second half of John 10, then because it talks about Jesus, but he will talk very much about John 10, then the first part. The thief does not come except to steal, steal the relationship today we have in the marriage, to kill, to break those relationships, and to destroy and completely wipe away those relationships so that they are not any, they are not together anymore. 
You know, today Satan is out there attacking families. You know, at times, you know, I find it hard to believe. I, you know, I, I have come across, because I have come across people, for everything they take, they say Satan. Anything they take, do Satan. They fall, they tip over, you know, stone and just fall on the ground. And they say, curse, oh, Satan. For anything, you know, they blame that poor Satan. But here, there is no other way. We need to believe, you know, when we look at the world, Satan is out there attacking families. There is a reason why we believe. Because he did that at the Garden of Eden. He did that at the Garden of Eden. When God created the family, Satan came right there, attacking that family, separating the relationship, breaking that spiritual, that God-given relationship that Adam and Eve had. And he brought evil and planted evil in that relationship. That, that, that precious that sanctified relationship broke when Satan interfered there. Satan is out there today attacking families. Think about Cain attacking his brother Abel and killing him. There is no doubt, you know, Satan is attacking the Christian families so that he can break the relationship. And today if you look at the world, we are talking about Satan attacking the relationships and families. Today, if you look in the world, there is so much of deception. Because the word of God says in 2 Corinthians, Paul writes, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. I can read that for you. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. We are talking about there is so much of deception in this world today. They are together attacking families and the relationship. And the reason we say that because Satan is very capable of transforming himself into an angel of light. Angel of light is a good angel that God has given control for that angel over the light. He's a good angel, that angel. But now Satan transforms and he appears as a good angel and he appears in front of people and people tend to believe that. You know, that's the reason we say not all the voices that we are here is not from God. If you continue to say that I hear God speaking to me every time in my ears, I doubt it may not be God. God speaks through his word. All the voices that we hear are not from God. That doesn't mean that God doesn't speak. God also speaks. But God doesn't tell you that you do this and take this from here and put it here and do this, do this, do this. No, God doesn't tell that. If somebody comes and tells you that, you know, Jesus appeared in front of me, I come across these people and I'm really angry and mad at those individuals, you know, when they come out with such a theology. They come and say that Jesus appeared to me for one and a half hours. Jesus opened the book of Revelation from chapter 1 to 22. Jesus spoke to me. Jesus, you know, interpreted that chapter to me and I under now I understood. I'm against those individuals, whoever it may be. Jesus cannot come and teach you the scriptures. Scripture is written and given in your hands. It is author as the Spirit of God. And today's Spirit of God is well capable of interpreting. And Jesus doesn't need to appear in front of you. Do not cheat those people. Do not cheat the people of God by telling such lies. And this morning, there is too much deception going around in this world. Do not believe everybody who comes into your door and knocks the door in the name of Jesus. They are thieves. They are liars. They are running around for money. They don't need anything else. Be faithful to the church that God has given to you. Devil is attacking families in many areas. But poor Christians, they don't know the word of God. 
they don't know God's word. They yield to the transformation of the devil. Devil puts a figure of a good angels, angel and comes and deceives people. That's the reason Paul writes in 2 Corinthians, he says 2 Corinthians 2.11, lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. We are on the day, Brother David and myself, we are in, the, in, the, in the prayer meeting, we are talking about some of those deceptions that are going around. You know, he comes from the United States and he, you know, he brings that light from you know, what is going on there. I don't want to go too much into that, but we need to be careful. We need to be careful. When somebody says that I'm visiting United States, we need to be careful. When somebody says that I need to be, I need to be visiting every year Canada, that's what God spoke to me, we need to be careful. They have ministry to do there. Now I have trouble at every time listening, taking phone calls and there are pastors cursing me in the phone saying that are you a Christian? Are you a pastor? Can't you support me? Can't you support my ministry? You know, today there are many things, many people roaming around, walking around with the form of God but they are not from God. Devil is out there to break relationship. You know, if you yield to them, what gets first affected is relationship between husband and wife. Relationship between husband and parents and children. Families are under attack. Relationships are under attack. Only way to destroy family is by attacking the relationship. You know, there is a strong relationship bond that God has created between husband and wife. And the devil, he tries to destroy those strong bonds that God has created. You know, there is a pattern of relationship that God has established. And today we find out that pattern is getting altered. The pattern that God has established, you know, that's how you love somebody and that's how you receive the love back from someone. But devil is trying to alter those relationships today. You know, you'll come to know as we take the series further down. By altering the relationship that God has established. Can we just go back to a scripture from Colossians? Very interesting scripture. All of us are allowed to read the scriptures, I believe. Let, let's go to Colossians chapter 3. Going to read from verse 18 to 21. Just listen to this. Colossians 3, 18. Wives, submit to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter to, toward them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is the will and pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become, they become discouraged. The relationship pattern that God has established. You know, relationship as we know, they work based on the commitments that we have for each other. Here he says, Paul says, listen to this, husbands having a responsibility towards their wife. Right? Husbands are having a responsibility towards their wife. What kind of responsibility? Commitment in the marriage. Are we committed to each other? Yes? Sure? Yes, okay. So commitment to each other. Right? The husband has a responsibility to work. There are scriptures, we don't have time to get into it. The husband has a responsibility to work, to provide and to support the family, all the needs. The husband also should be the head of the family. That's what scripture says. Wherever wife becomes the head of the family, there is a attack to that relationship. So husband becomes the head of the family, is the head of the family. Now what about wives? 
Wives, they have a responsibility, God-given responsibility. What, what is the responsibility? They need to be committed to the husband and they also need to be submissive and should love the husband and be submissive to the husband because he's the head, he's the leadership of the house. Somebody puts the saying that, you know, Jesus is the head of this house. That's wrong. Who is the head of the house? Husband, you have doubt in that? That's because your wife said so. Is that like that? No. Husband is the head of the family. That there's no doubt about it. If you have doubt, you can come and talk to me. So husband is the head of the family. Put that, you know, remove that board and put that husband is the head of the family. Husband is the head of the family. Right? That's what scripture says. As husband is the head of the family, Christ is the head of the church. Very good. Christ is the head of the church. Now parents have a responsibility towards the children. Parents should love their children. They should train their children in a very godly way. Right? And parents also should punish their children. Scripture says so. They need to punish. And they also need to reward their children. They are all becoming responsibilities and very important. That's how our relationship works. That's the relationship pattern that God has given. They also need to motivate to good and to avoid evil things in their lives. Now what children's responsibility? Children have responsibility. Children's responsibility to their parents. They need to listen to their parents. They need to obey to their parents. And they should respect the elders. You know, all those things that we bring from the scripture and we teach to our children. You know, that's a relationship pattern that the word of God is talking about. I want you to think this morning. That's a pattern that God, you know, but now we are living in a world system that pattern is getting altered. So that means it is not from God. It is from the pit of the hell. It is not really from God. You know, God, when godly pattern is getting altered, you know, that's where we see enemy taking his ugly head. So we are living in a time. Christians in the society, I want you to think about this aspect too. Christians in the society are well, not well received today. The reason is, we go with our biblical God-given you know, family system. When we go into this world, the world is not willing to accept us. Because the pattern of the world is already altered, already changed. And as Christians, you know, we come across people at times, our principles, you know, our system is undermined. And a lot of sneaky philosophy and a lot of sneaky social and cultural, economical, political systems are coming and you know, sitting in places where, we, where the word of God is supposed to be. We come across all those things. That means today you and I, if we are not careful, we will easily follow into those systems. You know that the complexity comes, we are expected to live in the midst of the world, in the world. But Jesus said, you are not of the world. You are living in this world, you are not of the world, but that's a great challenge for you and me to live. We need to live in this world, but we cannot say everything, we cannot nod our hand to head to every system of this world, because they are not from God. And this morning, just to take it further, there are common four battlegrounds all of us struggle with. We are going to talk about that a little bit and close. There are four common battleground, especially the younger generation. And generation is facing number one humanism we're going to go through this all this humanism humanistic environment immoral life media attack and secular mindset let's go further number one humanism humanistic enlightenment 
Listen to this. You know, humanism is a thought that, you know, human has an ability within himself, human by himself, has an ability to do good. That's what humanism teaches. Human has an inherent ability to do good. It's all centered around human beings and their values. Human beings are having a you know, high value, and it's all this whole system is centered around human beings. And you know, the, 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 the evolution theology, they call it as enlightenment. So enlightenment, human enlightenment is continuously taught when, you know, by somebody who is teaching evolution. But now in the midst of all, when you say that human has an ability to do good, that is not according to the word of God. Word of God says we are all sinful. Our thought is sinful. Our attitude is sinful. We toil day and night for sin to fulfill our desires. By nature, we are not good. Bible teaches that we need God to make us good. We need Christ. The work that Jesus did at the cross alone can make you and me good. You know, think about this. moment you take God out of this equation and say that human has an ability to do good, family loses its importance. Relationships suffer. You know, that's where we see the attack coming into our families today. God is taken out of everything and humans are exalted just like anything. So in the humanic approach, humanistic approach, they say that everybody is unique, everybody is equal. That means they say that everyone has freedom to choose what they believe. Everyone has freedom to choose what they believe. Nobody can teach to people about Christ because they have freedom to follow whatever religion they would like to have. That's good. But now, you know, that is contrary to the word of God at times. You know, Paul was ministering in Athens. This is very interesting, you know, uh, uh, comparison here. Just want you to come with me to Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17. Paul is ministering in Athens, a pagan nation the capital of Greece. So he is right there in Acts chapter 17, verse 18. He says that city is filled with the philosophers. Acts 17, 18. We are talking about humanism. 17, 18, uh, scripture says, let, let's read that. He says, then certain Epicurean and Stoic philosophers encountered Paul and someone said, what does this babbler want to say? They looked at Paul and said, what this babbler is saying? I don't understand what anything that he is saying. They are philosophers. They are coming and speaking to the people concerning Paul. Others said, he seems to be a proclaimer of foreign God because he preached them to them Jesus and the resurrection. You know, there are great philosophers there in that city. When Paul came and spoke to them about Jesus, they said, what this babbler is saying? I don't understand anything what he's talking about. Have you come across people when you try to share the love of Christ with them? They'll come and say, I don't know, I don't know, I don't understand what you're talking about. I don't understand anything at all, what you're saying. Philosophical mindset. It is very hard for Christ to preach Christ to someone like that. And Paul is ministering in that city. Very interesting. And if you can come with me, to, you know, to listen to Paul's observation there, verse, uh, chapter 17, verses 22 to 24. 
22 says, Then Paul stood in the midst of the Areopagus and said, that's a council there, and said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. For as I was passing through and considering the objects of your worship, I even found an altar with this inscription on the altar. And the altar says, to the unknown God. To the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing him, I proclaim to you. You know, today people worship the unknown gods. They don't know who their God is. They are very religious. They worship somebody. Because somewhere they found something, somewhere they saw a light, they are just following behind that light. Somewhere they heard a voice, they are following behind that voice. Somewhere they see an object, they end up in worshipping. People are worshipping the unknown God. Humanism will encourage you to do that. Paul was encountering such people in Athens. Number two, the battleground that families are encountering today, immoral life. Immoral life. You know, we are all familiar with immoral life. Immoral life is not conforming to the expected standards of living, moral standards. That is immoral life. Amoral life is something somebody who doesn't really care about what is moral standard. That's what is called amoral life. Amoral life, people who are following amoral life, they don't really care about it. They don't talk about it. They don't try to comply with it. They're not against it, but they don't really care about it. Romans chapter 121 scripture says, Paul put it, puts it beautifully. He says, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. Listen to this. Nor were thankful. And reason is because they became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Number two challenge that we have today in our families is immoral lifestyle that we are living today. We are living in the midst of people, those who are having immoral lifestyle. There is no accountability, there is no standard, there is no moral boundaries. They say that I am the boss of my life. Have you come across such people? I am the boss of my life. I will do whatever pleases me. Immoral life. God's standard says, one man, one woman, one woman in a lifelong relationship. God's standard says, for marriage, you know, very precious. But marriage is today redefined by his homosexuality, transgender, and other perverted lifestyles. Now we are living in, we cannot neglect those things that are happening around us. And if you come across people, they say that it's not Adam and Eve, it's Adam and Steve. It's not in the Bible. We come across such people today. God defined our marriage. But today the world system is redefining the families. We are talking about the relationship, families being attacked today. You know, all kind of distortions that are made in sexual identity and sexual orientation we come across today. And there is no right or wrong. And there is no judgment. They say that there is no judgment. You can enjoy all that, you know, come across on your way. They say cohabitation is okay. Divorce is okay. Abortion is okay. Everything is okay. We are living in the midst of such people. The question is, what do you do? What do I do concerning our future? What do you do concerning your children? Because day in and day out, they are taught. 
according to the standard of this world church is having a challenge we have a real attack on our relationships and over our 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 family style number three media attack children are sitting in front of the television you know when we visit your houses that's in a very angry time very painful time for children because they can't sit in front of the tv at that time and as parents you know we are as foolish as we are we just leave the remote to them and leave them to watch it may be just cartoon but they watch because you know we say that as long as they don't trouble me i'm okay whatever they watch let them walk okay statistics says children watch 1680 minutes per week they sit in front of the television that is 28 hours per week they sit this is based on the statistics taken from six out of ten children living in in a, in a, in a single parent home six out of ten children who are living in single parent home they sit in front of tv for 28 long hours per week every week we are talking about media attack in our families and family in our relationship it is affecting our relationship it is affecting my relationship with my wife it is affecting all of your relationship today media is affecting media tv video game and internet movies they all portray <coughs> A world where violence and wickedness is the norm of life. They consider, you know, that being cool. Every cartoon they watch, they watch violence. They watch wicked things. They all recorded in their minds, in the mind of our children. Some of those shootings that are taking place, you know, when the judges, they find out, you know, the reason why he did that, and he will come out boldly and say that this is what I found out from the video game. I just want to practice it and see how it works. Media attacking our families, our relationship. Media promotes the use of drugs. Media promotes the perverted lifestyle today. Media considers sexual pleasures as fun. And there is an invitation. Come on, let's do it. And we see all of our children getting into that sliding into that through that slippery slope and falling into that pit and television and internet they promote pornography a multi-billion dollar company industry in the united states and in the, in the northern america and it is destroying every home it is destroying every family husband and wife they cannot have a relationship with them if they don't see it sit in front of the pornography and watch pornography from for some time we are living in such a dangerous times where our life is attacked by the world system ecclesiastes 11 9 i just want to read the scripture for you ecclesiastes 11 9 scripture says rejoice O young man in your youth i believe that is applicable for all of us here and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth, Ecclesiastes 11.9. Walk in your ways of your heart and in the sight of your eyes. But know that for all these, God will bring you into judgment. Every picture that we see today, and I'm, I'm really afraid. Every picture that we see today, everything that we do without the knowledge of others, Scripture says God will bring us into judgment. We need to stand before the judgment, if not before the judgment with white throne of judgment, at least before the judgment throne of Christ. As a believer, you and I need to stand. And we need to give account. If God decides at that moment to throw us into hell, who knows?
Who knows? Five years ago, what was considered as a sin is not sin anymore. Can you think about that? It's real. Five years back, you don't want to touch it. But now, we can't live without it. News, sports, and TV shows, they all take our valuable time sitting in front of them and they affect our family relationship. Children cannot have time with parents because they are not available, they are busy. No doubt the relationship is under attack, finally. Number four, the common battleground we all struggle with is secular mindset. Read one scripture from Matthew chapter 16, sorry, Matthew 6 verses 19 to 20. Matthew 6, 19 to 20, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys but and where thieves do not break in and steal. We are talking about secular mindset. What is secular mindset? I have everything. I don't want your God. I come across people and I believe you come across people too. You try to slowly tell them about Christ, the love of Christ. They say that, no. God, I'm blessed. I have everything. I don't want your God. But you know what the sad part of it? There's such a mindset, the secular mindset is creeping into Christianity today. Listen to this. This is important. Such a mindset is creeping into Christianity. Seeking God when we are in need. And walking away from God when we receive the blessings. Secular mindset. You know, we cry out to God for his great blessings, but when God blessed us, we don't want to follow God. We just walk away from God. We'll stop coming to church because we receive the blessing. You know, there are many choices around us today. You know, if you look into the market, the market says there are over 1,260 choices of shampoos. And 2,000 skincare products available. And there are 75 exercise shoes patterns available. Options. There are many options available today. There are many places where we can spend our weekends. There are clubs. There are eat-outs. You know, there, there are many places we can go. It's good to go. I encourage you to go. But then, you know, when we go to all this, what is affected is our precious time. We don't have time for our family most of the time. You are going out with family and spending time. God bless you. It's good. You know, but then some of us, sometime, we are addicted to certain things. We just want to go. We just want to go and enjoy. Children are on their own. And you know, the secular mindset says, just take life as it comes. Just live with it. Just leave the children on their own. Let, you know, they are grown up. They have needed to have their own good time. And don't worry about anything. You know, everything will be all right. Everything will be okay. Secular mindset. Look at what the Spirit of God is telling this church in Laodicea. We are living in the time of Laodicean church. The seventh church of the book of Revelation. This is what the Spirit of God says to the church. Re Revelation chapter 3 verse 8, 17. Revelation 3, 17. Because you say... The scripture is speaking to me as well as to you and all of us. Because you say I am rich, have become wealthy, and have no need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, 
poor, blind, and naked. The secular mindset says that we have everything, but the word of God says, no, you don't have everything. You don't have God. You are very narrow focused. You are thinking about today and tomorrow and the life on this earth. But what about your eternity? You don't have God with you. You don't spend time to God. You don't take time to go to church. You don't time to take time to serve Him. And the Spirit of God says, You are Richard. You are miserable, poor, and naked, blind, and naked. We are talking about the common battlegrounds that you and I come across today. We talked about as a summary. We know that families are under attack. We know that relationship is under attack today. We know we come across common battlegrounds. Number one, we talked about humanism, humanistic enlightenment. We talked about immoral life. We talked about the media attack. We talked about the secular mindset. They are all working against you and your family. But there is nothing to worry, nothing to be afraid. What do we do now? What do we do? I believe there are three things we can do. Maybe three things just you can take as a takeover from the sermon. Take home from the sermon. Number one, we need to realize the problem. You know, most of the time as Christians, as believers, we close our eyes. We don't watch those things happening. I encourage you to watch those things. I encourage you to go around and look those things happening. You know, we need to be aware of what is happening. We need to realize the problem. If we do not realize the problem, we don't really worry about it. We don't really know what our children are getting into. Some of our children are already into it. Some of our children are already into what we do not know. Number two, we need to understand God's ways. For everything that the world is, every altered pattern of the world, there is a true pattern, God-given pattern. We need to know what the word of God says. And third thing, we need to show unconditional obedience to the word of God. You know, when we do this, our family relationship will be together. The purpose for which God united you, the purpose for which God has given you those precious children, you know, their purposes will be accomplished in our lives. And I believe God will speak to us as we take the sermon series. But this morning, let this be an eye-opener for us. We are not safe. We are under attack. But how do we handle it? We need the, we need the counsel of the word of God. And that's what we are going to get in the coming days. Shall we close our eyes this morning? Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.